0: Hi, welcome back to the As You Are podcast. Okay, so it's the second week in our new series, What I Wish I Knew Before. Last week, we talked about freshman year. This week, we're talking about sophomore year. And if we're honest, we all kind of wish that we had a heads up before walking into our next big season. So we got you covered. Hey,
1: guys, welcome back. Today on the podcast, we have Rocky and Macy. Uh, two of our incredible UGA leaders they are rising juniors now so they're going to be leading the sophomore girls at UGA and they're going to tell us about what they wish they knew before sophomore year so say hi guys
2: hi hi Hi, y'all we're so excited to be here today
0: the fun thing is that uh so Rocky's coming to us from Athens and so am I Anna's Obviously, coming from Richmond, but Macy is zooming in from paris right now
2: <laughs> yes it's it's definitely um very crazy to be talking to everyone from a different country
0: guys, yeah, so tell us what you've been doing
2: so I've been in Paris for four weeks now and I've been interning with the company here through absolute internship and it's been so awesome. I encourage everyone. I know the summer after sophomore year is the biggest year, um, to study abroad, but it's so amazing. It's such a different experience than anything in the States. So yeah, it's been awesome. And
1: you're like in Paris, like
2: full on. Yeah. So we'll, we're like a little bit outside. So I take my like transit to get to work is like forty five minutes. Okay, but I work in like the St. Paul area. It's so cute. It's very you much like a museum.
0: That's crazy.
2: <laughs> I know it's so
0: weird. Um, start by introducing yourself. So tell us just a little bit about you, where
3: you're from, and your major. Yeah. So my name is Rocky Schaefer. I'm from Denver, Colorado. So a little bit far away. Everyone says I say Colorado weird like with the Colorado accent. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like Rado. I don't know. I don't think that's that weird though. Yeah. But yes, I'm from far away. Um I came to UGA just kind of knowing I wanted a bigger southern school um and it was the best decision I've ever made. Um both Macy and I got involved with as you Are as freshmen um doing Bible study and going to the worship mm-hmm. nights and we were lucky enough to become leaders Are going into our sophomore year. Um, and we love leading together so much. We've become, like, best friends. And it's, like, our favorite thing to do. Yeah, Do you all
1: know each uh, other
3: outside of as you are? Like, no. Not, not outside of as you are. We, like, knew who each other
2: were. And, like, I have this story... One time I like saw her and she was like wearing a dress that I had too. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love your dress. And like we like knew of each other, but not really like friends. But it's been such a good experience.
3: I totally forgot to say my major, but I'm fashion merchandising major and then a business minor. I'm an eighty pie and Macy's kappa.
2: (laughs) Yes. So I'm Macy. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. So out of state as well. And Oh, my major is finance and international business with a fashion merchandising minor. Um, So I kind of have no idea what I'm doing, but that's something y'all will um, definitely realize sophomore year that a lot of people don't know what they're doing. Um, And yeah, I'm a Kappa, like Rocky said, and we've just had the best time leading together. Um, Y'all will see today we've had very different experiences, which helped, I think, lead the girls. In the best way possible.
1: Okay, so we want to dive on in into thinking about sophomore year. You guys are just done with sophomore year, getting ready for junior year. So we feel like it's a good time to debrief your sophomore year. Just learn a little bit about it. Um, but the first thing, so we talked about freshman year on the podcast last week. And we would love to know what do you guys feel like is the biggest difference between freshman year and sophomore year?
3: Yeah. So I would say um, there's definitely a couple key differences. Macy and I will try to hit on like the major ones, but I would say one that really sticks out to me is that I think everyone is a very heightened version of themselves freshman year, unless they're sophomore year. I think there sort of tends to be like a performance aspect to freshman year, um, like everyone is trying to find their people and be a good friend and like give off this perfect persona. And that kind of causes us to like play up our energy, our social battery, um, our charisma, like all the things. Um, and then I think that sophomore year is more of like a real representation of of. People like being who they truly are, um, and that's a huge difference between the two years. And I think that can be a really nice thing, um, and also a really hard thing. I think, like on the one hand, there's this sigh of relief that's like, oh, like I don't have to be perfect all the time, and I can be more human around people and more human in my friendships. Um, but then I think there's also like a challenging aspect to that, which is like asking God kind of what is he revealing to you about certain people um, or the people around you? And like, maybe God, why was I drawn to this person freshman year? And maybe I'm not sophomore year. Um, And there's kind of some differences to navigate there.
2: Yeah. I think mine kind of touches on the same thing. I would say sophomore is a lot more slowed down. I feel like freshman year, it's kind of the same thing. Everything's heightened. You're going, going, going all the time. And I experienced it a lot second semester freshman year, just like, oh, like now I kind of have to think about what's going on. Like things slow down and you like think more, I think, in just general. Um, And I think that shows you kind of see like who your true friends are when it's not like you're doing something all the time. It's a time when you have to reach out more, sometimes get more out of your comfort zone because it can be difficult, especially going back into your sophomore year keeping up like those friendships when it is so much more slowed down and you're not seeing everyone all the time.
0: That makes total sense. And and one thing that popped into my mind was the difference, or can you guys explain the difference between um, sorority life, freshman year and sophomore year? Like, yeah. did you guys live in the house
3: or did you not live in the house or what was it for you? Yeah. So both Macy and I lived in our sorority houses. I would say that There's almost like less of a separation um, between sororities your freshman year just because everybody's living in the dorms with one another and you get really close with your hallmates and just like like anybody living on your floor whereas sophomore year there's just a lot more physical separation between the sororities and so it's harder to see like the girls in different sororities who you used to live with on your hall freshman year now you're living like in separate houses and like Macy said there's just definitely more of an effort to put in with people who either in your sorority and not living in the house or, um, people who you were really close with in a different sorority you're from in
2: year. Yeah. Like Rocky said, I lived in the house and like she said, you're more separated, but I felt like I got even closer with the girls in my own sorority. I was in a two girl room. And so just being able to go talk to anyone at any time, um, it's definitely a, um, transition to like being at home after, because I'm like, Oh, I I don't have anyone to just like go talk to anymore. (laughs) But I think it's like such a special experience and one that you like wouldn't get kind of doing anything else.
0: Here's one more follow up question about that, because I did have at least one girl in my, as you are Bible study that wanted to live in the house, but didn't get to and her experience with it. I would love to have her on the podcast sometime and talk about it. Cause she had some really good things to share with our group. But one of the things that she said was at the time she was devastated and she was like, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Everything's ruined. Um, but then looking back on it after that, she said it was definitely one of the best things that ever happened to her just because of how everything played out. But if anyone listening, like didn't get in to living in the house and like, they're going to be living somewhere else. What advice would you give to them based on like your friends that weren't living in the house this year?
3: I honestly think that they are a very refreshing presence to be around. And I loved being around my friends who like didn't live in the house just because they do have a different perspective to sophomore year. And The house can be a lot. Like, it's a lot of girls, and you do become like a family, which is a huge, huge blessing. But at the same time, it's really nice to have people who are kind of like, who you can go to and just like rest around. So I would say definitely like use that to your advantage and be that kind of like restful person for the girls who maybe are struggling more in the house because. Although there's plenty of girls who love it, there's also plenty of girls who struggle a little bit living with so many people. Um, and I think like that's definitely a tool that God is equipping you with when you're not in the house, is you can really like be in service to a lot of the girls who are struggling. Um, and I would also say a lot of my friends who didn't live in the house just tried to come over to the house a lot and it it stunk because it definitely was more of an effort to, you know, be there. Whereas like, we didn't have to put that sort of effort in, um, with like the physical space and everything. Um, but they just would like hang around and be in the kitchen and kind of like sit at the kitchen table and say hi to the people walking in. And they definitely all found ways to be like very involved. Yeah.
2: I think just like a quick blurb too is, Just remember nothing is always perfect. And obviously there's amazing times, but there's obviously such perks to not living in the house. And it's nice to have your own kitchen and your own room. Um, so kind of like Rocky said, like, know that it's not like the end all be all being in the house and there are perks to like not being there. So.
1: I love what all of y'all have said and also kind of remembering like you're not the only one. Like I think sometimes in a situation like that, you can feel like I'm the only one who's not living in the house and maybe you are of your friend group, but you're not actually the only one. Like there's other girls yeah. living in the house and it can open the door for you to meet other people, you know, like maybe it's the Lord's way of saying like, Hey, I, I there, there's all these other doors open. If you would just like see them and like see the girls around you, um, I know I love that though. And kind of to continue to bounce off of that with like just thinking about friendships. How did you see your friendships kind of ebb and flow through sophomore year? I feel like relationships changed so much in the first two years of college. And so we would love to know like, what did that look like for y'all? How did you handle it? What advice would you give for somebody going into sophomore year?
2: Yeah. I think this is one of our favorite things to talk about because We had quite the opposite situations in both years. So I kind of like had a rough freshman year where Rockies was amazing and flip-flopped during sophomore year. But I think, so my kind of story was second semester freshman year. I just, a lot of things slowed down. And even for the incoming freshmen listening to this, it is, it's harder. And people, I want y'all to know that people are all feeling that way it's hard because you're all new to everything. And people think like, oh, I don't want to talk about how I'm feeling left out because it doesn't look like anyone else feels that way. But in reality, there's probably like so many other girls feeling that way. Um, So just know that. And so second semester was very hard for me. I kind of was getting feeling left out and kind of not knowing what to do. And that's definitely when I felt as you are was such a good tool for me. And I really had to kind of take a step back and um, put my faith in the Lord, knowing that the people that I needed in my life would come to me or I would come to them in some way. And so I ended up, um, I got asked to live in a house for junior and senior year and I ended up saying yes. And they, I started hanging out with them and they have become my best friends. And so that was like amazing. And definitely sophomore year we had, some ups and downs but it for us it became a time where we got to be closer and see that you don't always have to be in what you think is the popular group and I think that is like the most important thing to know that like in college like you cannot think that way and you do have to be very open and understanding of kind of that friendship cycle even though it is so hard yeah so
3: Like Macy said, we laugh about this all the time with our girls in Bible study because we had like opposite (laughs) flip-flopped experiences. Um, So yes, I loved my freshman year. I came in and I was like, oh my gosh, everyone is cool and nice and awesome. And like, I just... I didn't even like not let myself acknowledge when I was struggling. I truly just like had the best time ever, which is so funny. Um, I was, I was just a little like naive about a lot of things I would say, and I was just so excited. Um, so I kind of walked into sophomore year feeling like I could walk into a room and say hi to a hundred different people and know all of their names, but like not one of them truly knew me and not one of them did I truly know. And any incoming sophomores listening to this, if you are going into sophomore year feeling like I was feeling, kind of feeling like you don't have people who truly see you yet or like you don't have the picture-perfect friend group, I just want y'all to know that that is normal. And it's also slightly exciting because it leaves so much room for the Lord to really show up for you this year and plant new seeds of friendship and really water them. Um, And I promise that he has so many friendships in store for you. And all of that unknown just means that there's more space for him to come in and work good things together for you. Um, And one thing I want to add about the concept of like the picture perfect college friend group is that it's also normal not to have one. I like sure don't. And that's, I think somewhere where Macy and I have like a little bit different of an experience, Um, And my people are really like all over the place. Um, But I kind of, if you're an incoming sophomore, kind of feeling that way, I just would try to remember that, you know, Jesus was a floater too. And if he's our true model of friendship, then that means we're supposed to love On anyone and everyone who he draws us towards um, and not just limit that love to like a select group of people. And with that being said, if you have found your true like group who you feel like are your people, then I'm so happy for you. And I'm so happy God has given you that sense of like companionship, Um, but also be open and have space for God to come in and like transform those friendships and introduce new people into your life. And kind of always be open especially during your sophomore year to really letting the lord like renew your mind and your relationships
0: yeah one thing that i've noticed and i was thinking about this like both with friends and friend groups and with like the sorority house and that kind of stuff it's like oftentimes when something goes like i was hoping it wouldn't go like the thing that we don't want to happen happens. It can feel so bad because it's exactly what we didn't want. But in my faith, I've tried, especially as I get older, to use that as an opportunity to ask God, like, what are you showing me in this? What are you using this for in my life? And so if you aren't living in the house and you're thinking this could be the worst thing ever, maybe ask God, like, okay, well, which relationships are you going to give me through my roommates or through whatever else that is part of your plan here instead of me being in the house. Or like, if you don't have a friend group, like for me, I've sort of ebbed and flowed through different (laughs) friend groups for my whole life. And I've always really wanted just like that solid group that I can count on and we do holidays together or whatever. And I've never really had that. But one thing that I've asked God to do, like, in my faith is, Hey, can you strengthen my faith through showing me what these different friendships and these like seasons of friendship have for me in terms of like my relationship with you? What are you teaching me? How are you using me? And how can I open myself up more to like being a part of what you're doing? When y'all were talking, that just made me think about that. And it made me wonder you're halfway through college now. So all these rising sophomores they'll be like finishing their first half of college so you guys looking back on your first half of college how has that impacted your
2: faith I think to be honest I always say this like I think my faith would be in such a different place without as you are to the point where I'm like I can't even imagine um I think a lot of people Think that your faith needs to look a certain way in college and it doesn't it looks so so different to everyone and i've had conversations with people that feel like oh i i haven't gone to church on sunday in like this whole year and just knowing that your relationship with the lord looks different than anyone comparison is a hard thing in college in every single aspect but especially in your faith i think people look at someone else and is like, Oh, I should be doing that. Where in reality with any relationship, it looks different. You're not going to have the same relationship with someone, a friend as you are with your other friend. And that's the same with the Lord. And I think being through two years now, I have found that the Lord wants to have a relationship with you period. That's the end of the story. And he wants like whatever you can give him. And a lot of people, I feel like think, Oh, I can't do all of it. So I'm not going to do any of it, which is like the worst way to look at it and just know that any aspect of talking with him and being with him is what he wants for you.
3: I love that because I think it really touches on something um, that I've learned about my faith in college, which is just like the aspect of intentionality when it comes to faith. I think you have to get very creative and intentional in the ways that you're able to like intertwine your faith with your college experience. And we always love to say that SUR has been such a great bridge because it's people who are going through like college, like they're in sororities, they're in Greek life. They're very much doing the same things that you're doing. They want to have the social scene, all the things. And it's bridging that with also, So like, I love the Lord and I don't want to leave the Lord while I'm in college. I still want his presence and I want to intentionally like be intertwining him into the things I do on the day to day. And what that's really looked like for me is like, where can I sit down and have a conversation about God with someone like I can go to a coffee shop and bring my journal with my little, for example, like we do that all the time Um, and just sit and like write letters to God or just talk about God. And it doesn't even take that long. And it's like, we often go and get coffee with our friends anyway. Like why not bring Jesus to the table and bring him into the conversation? Um, I think you just need to find ways to get creative with your faith and, Also, be intentional with your time, which is really, really hard freshman year. But one good thing about sophomore year is I think there's more time to be intentional and like spend time with the Lord. And since you just know more what the heck is going on around you, you like know, oh, I could go to this coffee shop and bring my journal and, and actually just sit and do that for 20 minutes before I start my homework or something like that. Um, but also, it doesn't have to be picture perfect, like Macy was saying. You don't have to have this picture perfect like concept of how your faith should look in college. It can literally just look like sitting down with a friend and talking
2: about Jesus in college, you'll experience there's like such different things happening around and there are gonna you do have to find those people that you feel like most comfortable confiding in. Like I know me and Rocky, especially like if I'm going through something really hard, it's nice to have friends outside of your sorority too, to kind of like get an outside perspective and getting to talk with her and kind of that and know that like, she's my safe space. And it's, I just want everyone to know that it is okay to have like those certain people you can't pour yourself in what's going on into everyone. Um, So I think too finding those people that you feel like you can really talk about your faith and talk about your struggles too, because that is something that will like help grow your faith so much more.
0: True. Um, Here's a little follow-up question. Um, In terms of your faith, do you have any regrets looking back on the first half of college? And if so, what is something like a mentality or an action step that you would change if you could go back?
3: For me, um, I wish I understood the concept of like convictions more. And I wish I throughout like my first two years of college had been praying more for like convictions, which is the hardest prayer to pray. But I think there's a lot of things in college that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit like you're not being yourself, but everybody else is doing it or it's normalized. And if, like don't curse the feeling that the Lord gives you of like discomfort about something that's a conviction and that's God like working inside of you. And that means you should listen to that. So I think like not being afraid to pray for God to like kind of give you icky feelings about things. And then when he does like the hardest part is taking an action to be like, okay, how do I not do that anymore? Especially if it's a habit you've already formed in college. That's not a great habit. Like how do I change that? What is God calling me to peel back or change? Um, I would say an action step is probably like talking to, to a friend about it like holding yourself accountable like macy said having that safe space friend um and having friends who are chasing jesus and encourage you to chase jesus um, and they'll hold you accountable in your convictions yeah that's so good that's so good
2: yeah i think it's kind of going back on what i was saying about like it doesn't have to be picture perfect that is completely because i felt like freshman year i did have to do that and i was like like I can't go to as you are this week because I have to study, but then I like kind of put all my eggs in that being like my time with Jesus for the week. And I think finding those small times, five minutes in the morning is better than nothing. And I think definitely my advice of making it not picture perfect is based on my experiences of having trouble with that and feeling that way. And so I definitely think like my action would be to understand that it, it doesn't have to look perfect and any time with the Lord is going to be like the best for your faith.
1: Y'all feel like you are more confident in your faith sophomore year than you were freshman year. Like just even thinking about just so many different voices and like people you're hearing for the first time, not just like your parents telling you what to do and your teachers telling you what to do. It's like your friends and your sorority sisters and the random guy on the butt. Like, I don't know, like random people, So do you feel like getting through freshman year and now through sophomore year, you feel more confident in your faith?
3: I definitely do. I think there's just certain things I was being called to do freshman year that were sort of um, out of line with what everyone else was doing. And I I wasn't confident enough yet to follow through with what I was really being called to do. And sophomore year well, maybe more towards the end of freshman year, beginning of sophomore years when that switch started happening where I was like, this is not me. And I don't like love who I'm being right now. And I kind of started to like slowly make that change. And then it ended up being, first of all, like the best thing I could have done for myself. And I felt way more like myself. But also I realized that the people around me didn't care nearly as much as I thought they would about what I was doing and the choices I was making to like follow Jesus more deeply um so yes I definitely think I've become more bold in my faith just getting more comfortable in Athens and with the people around me um yeah I think just time spent in a certain environment definitely allows you to become more comfortable and just truly like follow what you're being called to do
2: I feel like Rocky summed it up perfectly. Um, But yeah, I couldn't agree more with what she said.
0: Yeah, and that's so true too, because I think a really big part of developing your own faith in college, because we've talked about this a little bit, especially last week, we talked about this with like freshman year is your first year out of your parents' house. So their voice isn't as loud in your life anymore. Their influence on your faith isn't there as much anymore. The four years in college, you're really developing who you're going to be what your faith is going to look like, what your choices are going to look like. And so I love what you're saying because you're encouraging people to um, tune into what God's telling them. Like, how is God convicting you about certain things? What is God leading you to do? Who is he leading you to talk to? I think that's a really important part of our faith is just like really trying to listen for God's voice. So I think that that's awesome. And I also love how you guys have been talking about, like doing this with friends, like who you can confide in and stuff like that, because that's a really important part of your faith. like building your community around you for support in your faith. So I love y'all's advice.
1: Um, this is not a question that we wrote down, but, and it's kind of like switching gears a little bit, but in just thinking about friendships and roommates. So like freshman year, you had, you live with like one specific person. They're your roommate. And I know y'all both lived in the house, but how would you like, like, what are some advice you could give? Like, Hey guys, this is how to be a good roommate sophomore year. Like, especially as you're getting older, like maybe you guys don't have same friends. I don't know, but
3: I think it's important because it's different. It's so important. <laughs> well, this is actually really interesting because I lived in a six girl room in the house. So I had five <laughs> other roommates, um, which was in hindsight, like the best thing to ever happen to me because we became like sisters, but Yes, there was definitely like a struggle among all of us. Like, we all struggled with different things. Um, I cannot imagine that. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. I mean, it was absolutely wild. That's like you're at peace. I mean, it was. (laughs) It was crazy. But I would say, like, you just need to have grace with one another and you need to be respectful of boundaries. um, And also, I would say the biggest lesson I learned with living with so many girls in one room is like, you can't be afraid to set boundaries for yourself. That's like the hardest thing is it's easy kind of to follow other people's boundaries and stuff. But sometimes it's really hard to like set your own or be confident enough to be like, Hey like, I want to go to bed at this time tonight. And I just really need that for myself and just like ask for what you need. That's so hard, especially when you're young, because you haven't really gained that confidence and like advocating for yourself yet. Um, So I would say like practicing setting boundaries because that's healthy for you and for your roommates and then just having grace with everyone around you. And if one of your roommates is having a bad day, like just give them some patience and, um, Yeah. Also maybe give them some space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's so funny because so I lived with one other person who she's also like the most like relaxed, like go with the flow person. So I was like definitely in a different situation. But that's exactly what I was gonna say. Grace is the biggest thing with any roommate and honestly any friend. It's also Mm -hmm. I think your sophomore roommate experiences it's like really good for your friendships too because yes most of the time who you're living with sophomore year is one of your really good friends and so giving each other grace and also talking to each other if you're if you're upset if you want her to clean her side just say it because half the time they're not going to care they just are kind of like probably in their own world thinking about other things and so I think that's the biggest thing um for sure but me and Rocky like always talk about it because it was such fuller opposite experiences
1: <laughs> that is wild that is so opposite and like macy i love what you just said like just tell them none of us are mind readers like right spoiler yes. alert, nobody's a mind reader that's honestly so good to hear even for myself like thinking about with everett like my husband he's not a mind reader like he's just being like <laughs> passive aggressive like oh, i wish he would do the dishes he's not gonna like he's not gonna pick up on that and Telling people what you need is also like kind of showing them grace because you're not letting yourself slip into the like, I'm going to be passive aggressive until you figure out what I want.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, really- I love, Macy, I love what you said, like you're normally living with a really good friend. And so obviously you want to protect your friendship. Mm -hmm. and the best thing that you can do. I know it feels like the opposite. It feels like a confrontation or like having an awkward conversation like that would be so tense that it's not worth it. But I promise it is protecting your friendships to tell the truth because nine times out of 10, if you don't say it, your frustration is going to get worse and worse. And then you're going to end up like talking about it to someone else, which is way worse. (laughs) So just fight off the tendency to like avoid conflict and maybe just think of a really sweet way to be honest or at least set the precedent for being honest like maybe when you move in you just say hey let's like we want to protect our friendship let's just make sure we're always honest with each other about like roommate stuff like cleaning and bedtime and all that yeah
1: i also think too like with roommates no one thing that was hard for me in college and even like adult friendships knowing like it's okay if you're not invited to everything like you your roommate you guys you guys can hang out with other people and like it's okay and trying in college is that's so tricky to like get coffee with one person but maybe so and so is not invited and it's not exclusive it's just like you're hanging out with that person for now and and I think yeah. like there's a gracious way to balance that, but especially as roommates, like your roommate pretty much knows where you are most of the time, we're like what you have going on that day. So remembering like, Hey, they're going to hang out with people that you don't
3: necessarily hang out with and vice versa. And that's okay. Um, I think, a good rule of thumb is just don't take things personally. Like most people have kind intentions and if they bring something up, like don't take it personally. It doesn't need to like manifest into your heart and make you feel bad. Just, you know, brush it off and protect your friendship. I love that.
0: Do you feel like, well, first of all, do
3: you guys have boyfriends? I do. <laughs> okay. So we have no. <laughs> another difference between us (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, Robbie
0: is your boyfriend um does he go to UGA yes okay is he your age or is he older my age okay because one of my questions I'm just curious and I've talked about this a lot with my bible study too is just like We joke a lot about boys like college boys just being behind and like a little bit immature and like we're just like always waiting for them to grow up. So I just was curious. Do you feel like sophomore boys were any more mature than freshman boys?
3: I personally think yes. I think, yes, I don't think, I still think girls, like, you know, we think more, we're very compassionate people. Sometimes we overthink. Um, So there's still obviously a difference in mindset um, and maturity, obviously. There's been like scientific studies that show that, you know, our brains just develop faster. (laughs) Um, But I would say they definitely do mature a little bit, but I I, I don't really know.
2: (laughs) I, I agree. I think. Freshman year, it's like, again, like going, like you're meeting so many people. And I remember being like, none of these guys even know who I am, blah, blah, blah. And then like I come back sophomore year and they're like, oh, and like they want to have actual conversations and like talk about things. And it, I think they definitely do mature. They still can be like crazy and not think about things and stuff like that. But they also are maturing and like wanting to be more like thoughtful and like their conversations and what they're doing as much as it like, seems like not, I like talk to a lot of people and they're like, they want to like actually have real conversations and not just be like, Oh, Hey, like talk about mindless stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely think there is some maturing, but it's still not, we're, we're still always going to be a little bit ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Obviously, boys can come with certain sets of expectations. Like I know on our podcast last week, Anne was saying she came into freshman year expecting to like find a boyfriend. And I think that that is very true. It happens often as you come in with a set of expectations, whether it's with a relationship or with how your grades are going to go, what sorority you're going to be in. There's so many expectations that you come into freshman year. But do you guys feel like there were expectations that you came in with Her sophomore year and were those met? Were they not met? What looking back now?
3: How did that pan out? I think in a general sense, I really like my expectation was that sophomore year would be almost an extension of freshman year. Like it would be just as fun, but like less scary because I'd already been there a year and it would feel more comfortable. Um, but in reality, like my experience was very different and it felt like a very new season of college. I was very like quickly disillusioned to the fact that it would be an extension of freshman year. Um, because I felt like my social battery and my charisma and my my energy levels, all those things, I think, were kind of struggling a little bit more my sophomore year. They just weren't as high as they were my freshman year, which was really hard for me um, because I prided myself so much freshman year on being like this really high energy, gregarious, like... Social kind of person, Um, so in that aspect of my personality was missing. This is kind of sad, but I honestly felt like people like weren't going to love me or like like me as much. So I think that was a big thing for me to deal with. Is I thought I was going to be the same person that I was freshman year, and I wasn't. And I also like didn't even have the capacity to like fake it. And I was so scared that people weren't going to like me anymore, um, because. I believed that that's why they liked me freshman year but with all that being said the lord like as he does obviously showed up for me so much in that and transformed my heart and my soul so much during that time i think like through all of those struggles and kind of feeling almost insecure about my energy and my personality which i'd never been insecure about before. God like really encouraged me to lean on people that I hadn't been leaning on freshman year. And he showed me how important it is to be vulnerable in your friendships. Like, Self-disclosure is the most important aspect of a deeply rooted friendship. And you're just forced to do that more when you're struggling.
0: Was there a specific reason that you didn't have the energy? Or do you feel like freshman year just kind of like wore you out?
3: Um, Yes, I think there were two reasons. Firstly, I did not live at home summer going into my sophomore year and I'm from Colorado. So I only got to be home for two weeks. So I was struggling a lot with just homesickness and I never really got that reset after freshman year. So I think that propelled it. And then I think living like in the house and in a six girl room was really, really draining. And I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go literally except when I was with Macy to like rest. And Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had people going into my sophomore year that I could really rest around. Or like I said before, who really truly knew me. Like I just felt very wanted and seen, but I didn't feel known by really anyone except like maybe one or two people. Um, -hmm. So, I just felt like I couldn't like open up about those struggles, which can become really draining when you have like this huge weight on you and you feel like you have nobody to talk to about it. Um, but I quickly learned like I'm just gonna have to like show I live with these five other girls, like I'm gonna have to show them I'm struggling, and that was the best thing ever for me because I actually. Was able to cultivate a deeply rooted friendship by not being kind of the performance version of myself that I was freshman year, and being more human, um, and that's how I started to find my people more. That's great.
2: Yeah, I think for me to be honest, this is going to sound. I like didn't really. I was like trying to think back, and I feel like I didn't really come in with any expectations, just because I had such a weird second semester of freshman year that I was just like, I'm going to go in and be open to hanging out with anyone and making any like of these relationships. I think the biggest thing was just being open to different opportunities. And that's kind of like something I would like give advice to people about is just being open to new things because that's what college is about. And you can't get stuck in that like bubble that you get put in freshman year sometimes. Um, So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so good. That's really, really good advice. And I think that's true across the board because like when we care a little bit less and like aren't reading as much into what we should do, but instead just like trying to be ourselves and like being open to, yeah, like what God has for us. Then I think that a lot of times things turn out a lot better, which leads me into our last question. And it's okay, Macy, if you don't have another piece of advice, but maybe you do. Um, Do you guys have any advice, like one piece of advice going into sophomore year? What would it be?
3: I would say be honest with yourself and with God And ask yourself hard questions like, do you feel satisfied with your friendships and your relationships? Do you feel truly known and truly loved by the people that you're surrounding yourself with? And if you don't, or if you aren't sure, like take heart and be open to change um, in the ways that God is going to show up for you. Um, But I think kind of letting yourself, like ask the messy questions, you can kind of be open to the way God will better your relationships and your friendships and just like yourself in general. Don't be afraid to bring your mess to other people. Like I was saying earlier, self-disclosure is the key to achieving really deeply rooted friendships and just commit to being present and consistent with the people who love you really well. And don't try to be everything to everyone because you can't be. Um, I I wish we all could be, but it'll become really exhausting if you leave sophomore year with just one or two people who you feel really good about like you want them to be in your life for the rest of your life then you are doing college right and you don't need to have the picture perfect ginormous friend group to be doing college right if you just have those select few people um and you've really poured into them and you're letting them pour into you then you're doing nothing wrong
2: <laughs> yeah i definitely think kind of going along with the same openness of trying new things and saying yes to different situations and stepping out of your comfort zone is so important. But also that openness, like with your friends, like Rocky said, letting them know how you're feeling, letting them know, like I'm having a hard day, texting your friends and being like, can you please pray for this? Cause they want to know that stuff. And like, like we said before, no one can read minds. And I started realizing that like, Once you take that step towards being open with your friends and kind of telling them like what's going on in your life and what's wrong, other people will feel more comfortable to do the same. And you might be that person for someone when they really need it. And so I think that's like so important
0: um well we're really excited for this fall it's gonna be so good and we have like some worship nights coming up so if you're listening please come we'll post more about it on our website which is aya but also we'll post it on our instagram and everything but also anna we have an exciting announcement which i want to tell them
1: two very exciting announcements so Um, this fall, we are hosting two worship nights that, well, we're hosting seven worship nights, but two worship nights at schools we've never been to before. Um, so the first one is at TCU, which we are pumped about. So TCU girls, tell your friends it's going to be on October 25th and next school, which this is long awaited. We're coming to Auburn. All you Auburn girls, you can stop sliding into our DMs because we're coming. (laughs) We heard you. Um, We are so excited. And the Auburn Worship Night is going to be on October 3rd. You can remember it because it's the Tuesday after the Auburn UGA game. So it's going to be really fun. We're pumped. And we will see you all soon. Rocky, Macy. Thank you guys so so much for this interview. We're so grateful to be here. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye, Bye y'all. Yeah.